Music is the Drug, the Cowboy Junkies podcast. I'm Dave Bowler and I wrote the biography of Cowboy Junkies, Music is the Drug. With the ever-present help of Michael Timmins and Alan Anton, we're back for a new series of deep dives into the songs and albums from across the band's career. In this episode, we're talking about This Is What I Lost, the first song to be made available from the band's upcoming new album, Such Ferocious Beauty, which will be out in the summer. Cowboy Junkies have kept us busy over the last couple of years with the release of the mini-album Ghosts, as well as Sharon and Songs of the Recollection, alongside Mike's side projects, Townies, and improvisations from the Between Times. Even so, it still seems quite a while since all that reckoning, as Mike admits. <laughs> Whenever I look at dates, it seems like it's five years all the time, but I, I swear, I, we, didn't we just put out a record? <laughs> I mean, in some ways we did. You know, from my point of view, we we put out songs of recollection, and, then, and before that, we put out ghosts, and um, and then all that reckoning certainly. So, I, I know what you mean. Like it's the first new collection of album of songs of brand new songs, and since all that reckoning, I guess. Um, but it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like five years because you know we're always, you know, even even a collection like uh, songs of the um, songs of the recollection takes a long time to put together and look at it, analyze and mix and master and you know, do cover artwork and all that shit. So it's, and you know, you work, you work a little bit, then you tour it. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of goings on making a record or just releasing a record and even Ghost, which was a really limited um, release. It's still, it still had a lot of work. You know, you still got to put on all the work to, to create, to create the actual package. And um, so, yeah, it does seem like a long time. I mean, I guess the big difference is I need the time for writing these days. You know, I, I um, once I start writing, I'm, it usually takes me about a year anyways to put the songs together, I guess, maybe a little less. But I need the time between records to almost want to be inspired to write again, you know, um, I, I, and also to, um, f- and, and you know, figure out why I want to write again. You know, it, it, something has to happen in my life or around me or there some, something has to sp- spur the idea that my brain says, OK, let's let's go try and figure this out. And the way I do that is through writing. So. That's, I think that's the biggest delay for me is just the, is that, that inspiration to start writing again. That, that's, that's what causes the biggest delay in releasing records these days. I guess there's also an issue with logistics as well these days with the return of, uh, of vinyl as well. I mean, that kind of slows up the process a little bit as well, doesn't it? Oh, totally. I mean, you know, that's, it's so ironic that this, this dinosaur of a, of, a, of a medium, vinyl, which was they tried to destroy years ago, has come back and now... It's slowing every. It's slowing the entire business down. Even even major labels have to have to delay releases because they're waiting for vinyl. You know, we're waiting for the capacity of the vinyl factories to um, to you know pump out what they're trying to release. So for a while it was nice because it was just indie. It just you know indie bands were, were were making vinyl and you know so you, you could get vinyl within a you could send them a master and get get it within a couple of months. But now you know it could be up to six months, eight months delays and. Um, so it's a bit of a that's a bit of a drag. I mean, there's always a, there's always a lag in creating a record, finishing it, mixing it, mastering it, and 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 then waiting for its release. There's always a bit of a lag, but even now more so. So it's that, that's a that's a real drag. As Alan explains, the writing period began hard on the heels of their last studio record. Yeah, it, 
it was right after ghosts we were both mike and i were both you know settling into to something we didn't really know what so i, I told him i'd be sending him a lot of um sort of experimental sounding stuff there's a few things that are in odd time signatures which is a, i've never done before but listening to too much genesis over covid so i think that had an, an impact on me so you know we we're, we were sort of working at, at completely different directions mike was sort of doing his thing on his acoustic and i was doing um these kind of sonic experiments i guess and you know they collided and and and, and turned into something else eventually and we worked back and forth quite a lot with that and it wasn't until uh when did we get to like a year ago i guess that we started recording the record you know properly in, in toronto together so yeah but it, there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of building up from not knowing really what what it was where, where we were going with stuff we'll talk about the album as a whole properly a bit later on but it reminds me a little bit of past taken in the, the kind of the mood of it somehow i think oh that's interesting i i don't you know i, I haven't i haven't sort of i've just begun to talk about it a little bit so you know i find I, th- I find with albums i don't really know what they're about i mean i, I kind of i i think i know what they're about until we start talking about them and I, people start to bring me their interpretations and and then I sort of think oh yeah that's that's true that, that's that's that makes sense and because a lot of a lot of stuff hopefully a lot a lot what one does is um subconscious you know you're sort of you're 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 not 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 everything is is intellectualized so um that's interesting the past taken side of it I mean you know the funny thing is maybe it is it, it's sort of, it's sort of like we were talking about with um follower too, you know, that past taken was about generation to generation and sons to father to sons. And then how we were saying follower to, you know, as years later, it's taken on a new meaning because, you know, the, the father, the father dies and then you become the father and the son becomes the one, the one in the middle. And then maybe the son's child becomes the, 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 the next generation. Um, and really this record is about, kind of about that passing of the, the final passing of that torch of, of that. Um, a lot of the songs on this record are about the, the, the passing of that torch of the father, you know, the son becoming the father, the son becoming the, the, the next one up basically. And contemplating the, the, the loss of, of, uh, 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 not just of one's father, but uh, uh, the loss of, um, of one's place, you know, you're, you're the, you know, and, and, and uh, of one's place in the generations and one's place in one's life where, where one, where one thought one slotted into and, and how one views, you know, how one views the world is, is often how, where one sits in one's family and where, you know, where the relationship one has with one's parents and one's children. And, and all of a sudden you lose one of those elements and everything shifts. And so it's it, it kind of about that in many ways, contemplating that side of things. Why was um, what I lost the first one? Why is that one the the one that you you put in out there to start with? And the, and the, the new the new record is called Such Ferocious Beauty, and uh, the, the title comes from a song on the record, a song a song um, a, a lyric in a song called Flood on the record. And but I think it, the Such Ferocious Beauty really is is relevant to the entire album in that it's um you know it's an album about in my wife's in Patty my wife's. Uh, words was impermanence you know it's it's all and all sorts of impermanence it's about you know lives and it's about uh the impermanence of just our our day-to-day and ever of our world around us and of our institutions and of of our of our stability and all that stuff and um 
So what I lost is kind of a, one of the main themes that runs through the record is um, a few songs about my father or our, our, our father and uh, who, who died in, uh, he died last, this last June, but this, this record was written before he died, but he had, he suffered from dementia. And so the last couple of years of his life were kind of intense for us. You know, we were, we were, he was still, we kept him at home. And so we were kind of in charge of keeping care of him and, and uh, you know, also, very involved in, you know, what, what witnessing his decline, um, his, his mental decline, especially a little bit of physically, but mainly mentally. And so what I lost is really, uh, an ode to my dad. Um, and, uh, it's the first song on the record, which is very important. It sort of, it sort of sets up the record. So as far as the, the, the musical, the lyrical themes are concerned. So it was important to lead, lead off the record, lead off the, you know, have out the first release. It just sort of, just sort of signals what this record's about you know it's about it's about what i lost and not only from my my dad's point of view but from what you know in terms of the dementia and what he lost as he, as he lived his life lost his memories lost his sort of in touch with reality but then ultimately what you know i lost and what what we lost as a as a as as kids you know um so there's that sort of double that double side to the to the to the to the title and to the lyric and um and it's really that runs throughout the entire record that's got a, a sense of mountain to it. Obviously, it doesn't sound anything like it, but it's got that same sort of snapshots from your from your dad's life and that the, the kind of the shifting plates, if you like. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It does relate very directly to mountain in 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 the fact that you know my dad my dad did a narration not over top but underneath of mountain, and uh, he was reading from a, a his his autobiography and. The, the passage he writes, he reads, is a is about him and my mom flying over Quebec. He, my dad was a pilot when, you know, as a young man, and um, and so you know, talking, you know, reading that passage. It was our first Christmas together. We decorated a tree, placed a plastic Santa on top that had been given to us by Gardner Roger. So in his last couple of years of his life, you know, he was, he was very quickly uh, sliding into um, deeper and deeper into dementia and, uh, you know, losing touch with what was in front of him. I wouldn't say touch with reality because who knows what that is. He's, he's made me rethink what reality is, Uh, but losing, you know, he was, he was losing touch with um, the, 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 the present world for most of us. The, the, the things he did maintain were his a lot of his memory memories of flying in his early days flying and also uh he he also maintained his love of music and uh some memories of early days uh like he was a big jazz fan so he saw a lot of the the greats and one of the people he saw was oscar peterson as a very young man and he, he, he talked about that a lot so those two those two elements the 
flying element and the music are, are in this song. And um, it's sort of about him. It's, it's, it's about two things, kind of like follower too. It's about him drifting away and him, him, you know, losing every day, waking up and losing something new, uh, a new memory and, and, or, 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 you know, his, his entire, eventually his entire being of who he was. And then, um, and also then obviously it turns around and it's, you know, it, it's, it's what I lost, you know, what I, what I lost today. Um, because, you know, it's funny, these memories, you know, this is these memories of him flying in a DC three above Quebec and that they only exist, you know, they, 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 they connect to him. Right. And then, and now they, I've lost that. Now I, I, I can bring them forward, but it's now my interpretation of his memory. Right. So the actual memory of it and the, the, the experience is, is gone in a weird way. Um, so, you know, you, not only do you lose the, the individual, but you lose all the, all those other elements. So the dementia is a weird thing because you begin to lose those things before the person's even dead. You know, you, you begin to lose these, elements and these memories and these connections to past. And, uh, and then when they're gone, you sort of realize that, um, you know, you, 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 in many ways, you, the weird thing is when they finally die, if, 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 if they've fallen deeply into dementia, you've all, you've lost is the body because all along you've been losing all these memories anyways. And the person, the person is slowly going. So the, the song kind of doubles back on itself a little bit, kind of like follower two does, I think. It's, it's funny because I've been doing quite a bit of work with one or two people trying to get some oral archives off the ground. Feels it, you know, it always seems to me that nowadays we download films and books and music, and nobody downloads us. You know, it's such a great idea to do that. You know, and and, and I, I, I a few years ago I thought of doing that with my dad, but um, and a lot of people do. I think some people do, but not enough, and. Uh, and I thought of doing it with him, but he, he just wasn't into it. You know, he just didn't want to do it. He was, I think he was nervous about his, where, where he was with his memory at that time and, and stuff like that. So, but you're right. It's, it's, those would be great things to have and to keep. And, and, uh, but again, they're not, you know, you know, they're not sort of, they're, they're just then they're, they're still third hand in a weird way. You know, you can listen back to them, but they're not the actual, like when my dad talked about flying, you know, you could see in his eyes and you could see in his expression and, you know, the way he talked about it, you know, th- there was a whole world there that, that you could connect to. And, uh, the, the, you know, the, that's, that's kind of gone. I think even, even with a recorded version of it, you wouldn't necessarily have that, but, uh, but definitely I think it's, it's, it's good to do that. Pete Timmins has produced a really affecting moving video to go with the song. The link to that is in the show notes below. So do go and watch it. It's a great piece of work. Again, it's a big step, you know, that the, the, the images in the video are my dad. Uh, and, uh, and then also the, the footage is a lot of the, all, all the B-roll is, is from my mom and my dad and my uh, aunt when they were very young, you know, very, you know so it would have been back in the, um, I guess, early 60s. And um, so it's kind of, you know, again, it's, it's a really touching, for us, it's an extremely touching video, uh, a really nice document. And it's, it's, you know, very, very, very personal, um, but it's... Uh, I, I, it, it, it visualizes, I think, in a great way, this sort of state where he was at the end of his life, which was kind of frightening and fascinating in many ways. This Is What I Lost is a co-write between Mike and Alan. Often that process starts with Alan providing some grooves for Mike to work with, but this one was a little bit different. 
not on that one. I I added stuff later, which I sent, but he started with uh, his acoustic guitar and lyrics, and we took it from there. I can't remember the, the what he what he gave me, but I think with this one, it was more. There was a few chord progressions that, that I took, and then really rearranged the groove and the song. Um, I just really loved. I think especially in the sort of the B sections, there's some really cool chord changes which I used. So this one is more of a like some songs with Al, he brings a groove, and I just write to the groove. This one, as I say, there's chord changes. I took those, put them on my guitar, and kind of rewrote the song. So it's, it's more of that type of song. That started out as a real sort of acoustic number, not much to it, nothing, uh, nothing driving it. It's just very kind of. Um, light i think i think it was just acoustic guitar and bass i don't think we had any drums on it and um and margo singing and we had it like that for a long time and we thought and we liked it we, we thought we were going to release it that way but um then there was a reconsideration of it and we started working it up to uh you know a more uh a traditional rocky kind of number starting out as ballady and building up and um yeah so it it, it went through a lot of a lot of changes and it took a bit of time to get there but it, it's nice where it got to Joby Baker is back on board for this album mixing some of the songs on Such Ferocious Beauty and his input is prevalent in this lead off track with its slightly disorientating feel as Alan agrees yeah yeah he's he's good at that he's when, when we're mixing with Joby he's very experimental he takes stuff out and and he suggests you know taking stuff out and putting stuff in and sort of twisting things around a little bit so uh, yeah, it's really fun to work with him and and uh, and hear different possibilities. As well as the core four, James McKee contributes some fiddle to the song that gives it a particularly jarring, even harrowing edge. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good sound. I like that a lot. You know, we tried to keep the the fiddle kind of non fiddle sounding, like put a lot of effects on it and and make it more more sonic rather than uh, you know instrumental sounding. I didn't go into the studio with that in mind with, a, with James who played the fiddle, James McKay. Um, we, you know, we were, we did a few songs and I, and, uh, and we came to this one. I said, I don't, I don't really know what to do on this one. Let's just run it a few times and, and play it. I just knew we needed something else. It was just the, the we had me basically my, my acoustic guitar, Al bass and drums and Margo. And it's like, we need another element in here. And, uh, so we tried a few things, you know, we tried playing some set, sort of standard fiddle, fiddle stuff and just kind of, and didn't really go anywhere. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. And then um, he, he probably said, let me just try something here. And he just did this, just started this song. You put it through his amp and he just started to sign. And it just like, wow, that, like, that's it. Like that's, that's what it needed. Sort of this weird sound effect. And it's now that I hear it, it's like, it's obvious, you know, it's sort of that, it's that, it's the inner, it's the inner mind sort of freaking out and, you know, trying to figure out where I am. And it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, Hitchcock's soundtrack in the back of Psycho, you know, with a, with a pig squealer or, 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 or Exorcist, you know, with, with, the, with the weird the sound, with these weird sounds that just, that just put you on edge. So that was the idea just to keep it throughout. And it, I really like the way it, it sort of, it, it uh, amps up the, the, the tension and then breaks and then comes back in again. 
So maybe don't listen to This Is What I Lost if you're in the shower. We'll be back next week to talk about an older song, but one that has links to This Is What I Lost, as Mike's already pointed out. In the meantime, you can get all the details about ordering the new album, Such Ferocious Beauty, at cowboyjunkies.com now. The authorised biography, Music Is The Drug, is available from the band too. The Junkies are back on the road with tour dates coming up all across North America in the next few months. Keep checking the website for news of those shows. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like it, share it, add reviews and do all those other social media things which help spread the word. We're really grateful for your support. If you're a Spotify user, you can follow our growing podcast playlist. All the details of that and everything else, including a link to the new video, is in the show notes. We'll see you next week. Here they come around.